live from the Reject Roundtable, it's the Reject Rundown, starting Director RJ, SG3. Hey guys, it's me, it's me, it's SG3, how y'all doing? The Zach Attack. How's it going everybody, Zach Attack here, missed you guys, happy to be back here for the Sports Talk. Get into it. <laughs> and Tony Kidd. And here's your host, everybody, on the Reject Rundown, Tony the Kid. Thank y'all for joining me, fans. Thank y'all for joining us. Uh, it's another episode of the Reject Rundown. Thank y'all for being here. I hope you guys have had a happy Thanksgiving. Everybody, you guys ate well, I presume? Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, yes. so good. I actually uh, cooked my first turkey this year myself. So. Bet, bet. Was yes. it good? Yes, it was amazing. Phenomenal. It didn't bleed? No. No? Never. No blood? Oh, okay. Sorry. Super extra dark meat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hope you fans out there had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know because the COVID has been crazy. Um, and a lot of, you know, especially this special day, of course, is no- nothing but family get to get get-togethers. And all of us pretty much had to be our distance, of course. But I uh, hope it still was a, a nice Thanksgiving out there, you guys, and had a wonderful time. Uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, we can't talk about Thanksgiving without football. So, SG3, I'm going to turn it to you real quick and let us know what happened during the NFL. Uh, tell us the news. What's going on, buddy? So, because I'm the only one that actually did my job and watched sports because, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Uh, first game, you had the, the Texans versus the Detroit Lions. Uh, I feel like they really missed Kenny Gandhi and they also missed DeAndre Swift. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Looks like uh, they got their, uh, you know, butts handed to them. Uh, one thing, though, was it was like, at first it was kind of close, and then there was a pickoff by, no, at first it was a pickoff by J.J. Watt, and then the Lions come back, and then the Texans were like, all right, dude, we're done kind of like tickling you around now. We're going to have some, re- now we're going to actually play for real. Right. Gotcha. right, reminded me a lot of last year with uh, you know when when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Yeah, one of the kid, you know. <laughs> I don't remember. That. I don't remember that. I don't know. I, Actually, I, everybody remembers that, and they and they <laughs> went up against the Texans, and then you know the Texans were winning for like a first for like the first quarter, and then bam, and the Chiefs just came back and just came dominated. back. Yeah, yeah, just came back and won. Totally forgot about that. Uh, that's how I felt. Yesterday. I didn't even realize then, that. Yeah. I didn't realize that happened in life at all. Yeah, it's because you don't know football. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm already thinking about hey, what I to say, but I didn't watch the game either. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't expect you to watch the game in this direction. I expect you to watch the game, Gossip. I don't expect you to watch the game. You have high expectations. I don't have a meeting. <laughs> all right, what was next? And then the, sec- then the second game was the Cowboys versus the team without a name, the Washington National Football Team. I think that's what they call themselves. Gotcha. Washington. Like, Washington. Funny thing, though, it looks like they're going to stay with that name going forward. The Real. owner of the team has actually said, we're actually going to think about keeping this, this name. So you you have no respect for Washington? <laughs> that's what I'm that saying. Give them a name. Give them something to go with. Like, give, give them something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. Washington Georgians, for goodness sake, something. Right, exactly. Um, that's kind of rude. Okay. So... They basically played a second game. At first, it was close. And then Mike McCarthy, you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys head coach, he did probably the biggest bonehead calls I've seen this season. Fourth and like maybe six, maybe ten, something. It was it was a lot of yardage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the Cowboys side of the field, decides to run for a fake punt. Did he score? No, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
he he they actually got negative yardage. They didn't even get oh, a first wow. down. They didn't even get close. No, to I think it. I did see a highlight of that actually though. He lost. It was horrible. Right. Horrible. Right. And then the next play, the, the team without a name scored, and then they got the ball back, and then the Cowboys got the ball back. The team without a name made an interception, ran it back, and. Here, Fox felt so bad for the Cowboys that Fox actually gave the Cowboys a touchdown when the defense with the team with no name scored a touchdown. Yeah, I saw that. Wow. Actually, the, guy, the guys like wow. running off. They added the points, and then they added uh, they added the other team's points too as well. As the guy was like celebrating for the thing, and I'm like, "What? This is actually happening live." America's team, guys. I swear, I swear. Man. Yeah. So. Ezekiel- Ezekiel Elliott played a dismal game yesterday. He played absolutely horrible. I feel like he's, uh, he? I feel like he's decreasing with the Cowboys. He may, they may need to, or a team may need want to reach out for him because he, I feel like because of the Cowboys not having other like key players for their, you know, to play, it's like he's getting the bulk of the tackles. Right. So what? 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 What you mean? <laughs> they don't have. They have literally a mere on cr- offense. They don't. They're horrible. Yeah. They like I don't know dude, what it is. If they, dude, before Dak went down, Zeke was killing it. Zeke was crushing it, dude. I me as a Bears fan and as an NFL fan, mm-hmm. I much as I hate the Cowboys. Sorry, sorry to the Cowboy fans out there, but as much as I hate the Cowboys, I think that uh, Zeke, this was a slower season though. Like his yardage wasn't as crazy. I don't feel like I don't feel like he was more of a highlight. I think that's what it is. It's like yeah. you didn't really hear it, it, so much of his name. Maybe because it, it, he was doing the, the, thing, the brunt work. Here's the, here's the reason why, though. And I'll tell you what it is. And this is what no one's actually catching on to. Mm. Everyone's used to Zeke running for the 100 yards. They just get the ball, you know, feed Zeke, you know, just give the ball. It was kind of easy punch it up first, the gut. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Here, here's what it is. McCarthy comes in and he takes away the run up the middle because he did the same thing in Green Bay. He is more for the little, like, little slot pass, like, two yards run. That's where Zeke was getting all his yardage from this year. He was getting it from those little slant passes. Got you. Okay. He was getting it from like yeah. those little, just like those little dip offs. Yeah, that's where he was getting all all of his yardage from this year. Yeah. So yeah, cool. We want to sit here, want to sit here and say, oh, you know, Zeke finally has his first 100 rushing yard game. Yeah. Passing wise, though, he's been he's been close to it. Got you. Right. Got you. Very good. I just feel that though that when you have and the same thing with the Bears when you have a stationary quarterback who can't run. Correct. You're going to bring a lot more pressure. <clears throat> same thing that's doing happening right now with the Cowboys. And it shows when they with without Dak Prescott, they're not really doing much. Yeah, got you. Got so you. we'll see what happens. Obviously, for me though, Jerry, Jerry Jones, bring out the bring out the Brinks truck for that kid, man. He deserves it. That yeah. kid deserves a lot more than what you're probably paying him right now. Got you. So what's next show. for uh, this Sunday? Highlight games, of course. Um, of course, on our end in Chicago, we find out that yes, Trubisky Whoa. is named starting quarterback for sure. <laughs> I know SG3 is not happy about that. I'm sorry for crickets, your boycott. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Your, oh, look, no one's excited. Okay. For your boycottness, you know, I truly apologize, but we shall see what happens. Now, I'm Actually, not going to... you know what? Just because my dad's going to watch the game, I'll watch the second half. <laughs> okay. I'm not I'm not going to give so much praise on Trubisky either at the moment right now, but what I'm, ex- I'm actually just happy that he gets another shot for his last year being in Chicago and just play. I feel like just play. Now that Nagy's not the coordinator uh, of making the plays, calling the plays, telling him what to do and stuff like that, I think this is actually – I feel like this is actually good for him right now 
So that way, this other offensive corner could play to Trubisky's strengths, which is run the ball, play nice slat routes, and one or two deep throws. Uh, David Montgomery is supposed to be, he's supposedly feeling fine. That's what yeah. he said. He said he's looking to go for the Sunday. Exactly. Um, look, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with this one, and I'm, and I'm really sorry I'm going to do this to you. But what you just told me shows to me that Mitchell Trubisky can't lead the team. Because there's one guy who for nine years had a coach yelling in his ear, hey, run this play, run this play, run this play. And as the guy sat there, he said, you're an idiot for thinking I'm going to run this and would call something else at the, at the huddle. Right. His name is Aaron Rodgers. His name was Nick Foles. What are you talking about? Nick Foles did the same thing. Why do you think there was no connection between him and Nagy? They, he did, Nick Foles did not like the play calling that Nagy was doing at all whatsoever. That's why Foles and him argued. The other thing is, Miller, if you, if you look at Miller, Miller doesn't want Foles on there. Miller wants Trubisky. He feels Miller has a better connection with him and Trubisky on on QB to receiver. They have a better connection. As far as A-Rob, A-Rob has only been the consistent professional player just because he's just Can we get that. him into the Hall of Fame for his horrible lack of quarterbacks that he's had throughout his whole career? No. He's <laughs> probably horrible. <laughs> Anybody agree with me? That man just deserves to be. I mean, yeah, in the Hall of right. Fame for what he for the number of quarterbacks he's had to go through. Exactly, not even top ten caliber. Right, and been a solid receiver. So I feel like right. for that, that's decent. And I feel like the other receivers, even, needs to pay the man. Even Mooney, <laughs> even Mooney, I think was beneficial with Trubisky a little bit better, in my opinion. But I feel like Mooney is going to be the future uh, receiver for Chicago now that A. Rob may be out the window. Um, but it, it's it's if just a, if A. Rob leaves, there goes our season, and we're not going to be looking like the New York Jets. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean that would be if nice. Yeah, yeah. But nice. I don't know. I, I let's kind of see how things play out. I don't expect them to win. We're already in a losing record. We're on the we're on a down decline, and I feel like it's probably better to just let it go. Let it go. And then on top of that, Mitchell Trubisky will never be in the Packers. Plain example. Yeah, that's true. So he has redemption to do for this this game. So he has a lot on his shoulders. So we'll see. Yeah. So if it comes he's out, big quarterback, and then in the last play again, he's gonna get intercepted. So All so right. if it comes out, it comes out a W. I'm gonna be laughing. I'm gonna be laughing on here with uh, SG3 when we uh, record again. So. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you: If he gets an L, can I just sit here and tell you, told you so? <laughs> you yeah. Trubisky? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, if he gets an L, you can say you told me so. And if I if he gets a W, I'm gonna just laugh. I'm gonna laugh. Cool. Okay. <laughs> that's, our, that's our bet. I'm gonna just be so. I'm gonna just be sending you the Dave Chappelle laugh, the Archimedes laugh, all week. <laughs> the Dave Chappelle laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just be showing you all of the clips of Trubisky, just one game, and just hey. I'm gonna be going back to the future, right? I guess this uh, is the guy that we traded for number two, right? This is the guy that was gonna take okay, us to the championship and make sure that we won yeah. the titles and everything. I know, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. I guess if I had to make my prediction, though. Um, I think that the Packers are gonna win. Think the Packers are gonna I win? Think gonna, I think the Packers, Packers are gonna win by at least seven. seven. I, yeah, at least I think they're gonna win by seven. Packers are gonna win by seven. By ten? Not, I'll give the benefit of the doubt. Seven. Maybe a field goal. Maybe he's gonna win the Bears are close enough. Uh huh. But we'll see. We'll see. Now, actually, Packers, I'm gonna actually, with the. Here's the federal quick. He just wants to see. He wants to put in his two cents on the Bears and the Packers game. He's a big Bears fan, so go ahead, man. Oh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> My guy Frank oh, Haggard coming in. Um, so. 
Bears are going to beat the Packers. Trust hey! me. I'm from Wisconsin, and the, pa- and the Packers suck. And <laughs> I live in Illinois now, and I've always been a Bears fan. You guys are And so, Welcome, uh, brother. Hey, Bears by two touchdowns. Ooh, Ooh they're by two touchdowns. Thanks, Frank. Wait, good prediction. Thank you, guys. Thank you, G, guys. <laughs> All right. Thank you all for joining real quick. Now, what other, besides Chicago, what uh, other games are we looking at for NFL Sunday, you guys? What's what's another highlighter that we got to watch? So, Ravens and Steelers, of course, is the next game up, you guys. Uh, Ravens Ravens lose Lamar Jackson due to COVID. Um, anticipating a win on which end? Now, I anticipate Steelers, but uh, SG3, what's your opinion on that? Honestly, dude, I anticipate the Steelers win. Not going to deny it, but I just anticipate, though, that a lot of people are going to be saying the name again, Robert Griffin the third. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, he's, he's a backup. Honestly, if any, everyone keeps talking about Mitchell Trubisky because Mitchell Trubisky got benched. Mitchell Trubisky, you know, is coming back and everything. Yeah. The name we want to talk about right now is Robert Griffin the third. Okay. The same reason being, because ever since the injury, everyone's been saying, dude, he's done. He's not going to play anymore, blah, 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 blah. Haven't heard his name. He is actually the backup to the Baltimore Ravens. So he is Lamar Jackson's backup. He's also mentoring Lamar Jackson. Yeah. True. Don't forget that. Yeah. True. So I feel that if anyone has the biggest redemption or revenge tour for 2020, it's Robert Griffin III. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Very good argument. That's very good If he plays sure. well, I feel like if he plays well in this game and balls out pretty good. Uh, I think he he's gonna have a lot of eyes on him coming in next season because I'm not too sure if he signed on for two years with with the Ravens or at least another year. I just want to know why they not playing my boy Daz Bryant. You keep putting him back on the on the practice squad for what reason? My boy's over here falling out, and yet you're gonna keep putting him back on the practice squad. What's wrong with you? Sorry, preach your SG three, preach your SG three. Damn. I know, right? It well, Daz. I don't. Now, Des has been gone for three years. Let's be honest. So Des has been gone for three years. Antonio yeah. Brown shouldn't even be in the NFL, but guess what, though? Because he's over here, buddy, buddy, with Tom Brady, he can actually yeah. come back in the NFL. That's exactly what it is. It's because Tom Brady's like, yeah, bro, but let's talk about come that. Come live one. in my Sorry. freaking, uh, come and live in my, uh, what is uh, his, his, his uh, beach, his uh, guest house. Yeah, yeah right. Let him live there <laughs> in the guest house. And that's why that guy's allowed in the NBA because well, it's Tom Brady. Bars, that man should not even be in the NFL right now. He is, though. That's great. But I keep talking case. about how great he is. He the whole case. That's crazy. I know, right? Okay. So then, uh, Zagatech, who do you got in that game? Uh, we're just going to go Steelers all around, man. I got Steelers as Steelers. well. Uh, they're going to definitely win. I think they're going to go 11-0. I think the next question is who would stop the Steelers at this point after they beat the Ravens twice? Um, oh, that's true. Hold on. Who's stop don't, 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 don't go in there with me, dude. <laughs> yeah. What's up, bro? <laughs> I'm just Dallas Cowboys almost, almost beat him. It was literally a fluke-ass call against by the refs that the Steelers won. Okay. okay. They almost lost against the Tennessee Titans. Fluke-ass call against by the refs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't forget, they still had to face the high-powered offense of uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what so I'm like, yeah. the Steelers and the Flukas calls on the refs that you gotta be worried about then? <laughs> what, what do you say? What do you say, Austin? Say it again. Say? say it again, director. I said, so is it like not just who's gonna beat the Steelers, but who can beat the Steelers and the Flukas calls by the refs? <laughs> Dude, it's basically the same thing when they won the Super Bowl back in 2005 when they beat the Seattle Seahawks. And Mike Holgram said it himself. We didn't play 11 guys, we played 12 guys. We were also play the guys with the stripes. <laughs> I mean, nobody wants to talk about that one, right? 
basically <laughs> I'm saying is if the, if the Steelers come out of their division, who you know who else besides Kansas City can stop him? You know what I'm saying? So that's going to be interesting at this point. If they Tennessee. can go 11 Tennessee? Nah, I don't think so. Buffalo. I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet Tennessee will lose against the Steelers. I think so. This season, I think so. You think Mike Vrabel's Mike Vrabel, Mike going to let them go? No. Mm-mm. Mike Vrabel's pissed because even he knew that was a fluke-ass call that happened. Again, right. you think Buffalo's going to let it happen? Heck no. Buffalo's going to beat Big ben is, I think Big Ben's not really going to care. He's going to throw up, what, 100 yards? I think so, too. Yards. I think Big Ben's on the... <laughs> let, him be like, let him be like Dak Prescott and throw for 400. That would mean nothing. But in the same game, in the same game, Henry's going to run for 100-plus yards, too. So it'll be... It'll be <laughs> that'd be, no, right? That would be even crazier. Remember, remember... Eric Henry is the guy who picks it up after week eight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it'll be it'll be good, man. It'll be a good game. It'll be I, nice. It'll be I good. Actually, uh, hope I actually hope it goes that way. So yeah. Okay. So otherwise, so far, NFL teams. Any uh, any other te- any other games we're looking at? Uh, we're talking about the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. Ooh, that's true. I know, I know you want to talk about that one. Tony Brady's Chief. Brady's gonna beat uh, Patrick. You think? What? I think Patrick's gonna win, but uh, Brady's gonna put a fight up. What? I want. I want. They're Brady at. Win, they're at Tampa Bay, though. I'm still gonna say what Mahomes I said before. Mahomes has already I'm beat him too. I'm still gonna say what I said before. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers make the playoffs. That's it. They don't make it to the Super Bowl this year. I've said it many times. Bring them all the weapons that you want. They ain't gonna do nothing. Yeah. They true. may have the number one defense in the NFL. Why am I gonna deny it? They actually do. It's, it's, numbers wise, they have the number one defense all around. Offense wise, well, they can't get it to click for God knows what reason. And I said, and that's exactly what I said last time when they when they actually signed Antonio Brown and moved him to active roster. I said exactly the following game they were going to lose because they were going to try to feed Antonio Brown so much and get him going, and they lost. And it was for that exact reason is because they kept trying to throw it to him. They tried to connect with him, and it just was not happening. He looked rusty. He was out of whack himself. Tom Brady was just making some weird calls, thinking that I'm gonna toss it to him and make let him make a play. Never happened. So Tom Brady this whole this whole season has been making weird calls. Yes, exactly. The fact that you have probably under God's hot sun some of the greatest talent and wide receiver core that we've seen from the aside from the greatest show on turf. Exactly. Yeah. You're talking now, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Right. Mm-hmm. If OJ Howard was probably still healthy, that would be the that would be the killer squad. You wouldn't need a running back. Right. Right. The fact that you have LeSean McCoy, you have Leonard Forte, excuse me, yeah, Leonard Forte, Leonard Forte, whatever the heck his name is. And then on top of that, Ronald Jones, who's by the way, the unsung hero of mm-hmm. Tampa Bay this season. Yeah. It's not Tom Brady, it's not Chris Scott, it's not Mike Evans, it's Ronald Frickin' Jones. Right. The second, <laughs> the second. <laughs> so I think so, I think our later conversation in this in the Buccaneers in this NFL season will be at the end of at the end of the season is to see and compare the notes between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and see who came on, on top this do, season. You can't do that this season. You can't <laughs> do it this season. Why not? You can't. Because the New England Patriots. So look, you're talking about a Buccaneers team who almost has everyone playing. For their team. Yeah. The New England Patriots are missing six players, key players, from their squad due to COVID. Not due to injury, but due to COVID that they opted out. Got you. And Cam is just playing horribly. So, and then on top of that, you have, you have to have a new quarterback in the new system and everything, dude. So, that's why, like, for the numbers he's still putting up, the fact that he... <coughs> excuse me. He's not one and done. He's 
actually still fighting. They're not they're not getting blown out, dude. That's let's talk about that. They're not getting blown out. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that no one sees. They're not getting blown out. For me, six key players, and on top of that, having a new quarterback right. and a new system, they're not getting blown out. Okay. Yeah, everyone wants to sit here and say, "Oh, Bill Belichick because he won six Super Bowl rings. He's not losing. He's in horrible enough for a second time Brady because he's so amazing." <laughs> but let's not talk. Let's not, let's not talk about the fact that they're not getting blown out. But yet every single time the Tom Brady loses down to Tampa Bay, he's going to blow out the Notre Dame tomorrow. Two games I can think of right now: the Norman Saints. True. Yeah. Sure. Oh, and then how many picks they did not throw against the Los Angeles Rams? But yeah, let's remember, Bill Belichick's the problem, not Brady. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All but right, I, guys. I agree, I agree that you can't do the verses against them because it's not. Not it's just not, yet. Okay. Not this season. Right? Gotcha. I got let's you. Let's talk next season. Okay. When both when when both of them now have a squad up to date, everything is up to par. Yeah. Yeah. And Bill Belichick is doing this again on the sideline. So we're we're basically okay. counting Patriots out of the playoffs, though, for sure, right? Right now, I think they're still on the hunt, but you—they need a lot to happen, dude. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They need a lot. To, they like—they need to win out going forward. I think I may—I may be very incorrect here, mm-hmm. but even to catch that seventh spot, they need to win every game going forward, and then something needs to happen in that seventh spot. Can you do spot. it? He's Superman. We're talking about Superman here. Can you do it? I—I I don't think that they're. Gonna he doesn't do have it. the magic Honestly, in him. I think, uh, I, I think that maybe at most. Because unfortunately, the the, the the Patriots are the, probably the most depleted team when it comes to the running game. Aside from Cam Newton, they can never keep a running back healthy for more than a week. Yeah. Um, I feel that at this point, if they if they were to finally get get meshed together, maybe they start swinging. You know, hello. Maybe they start you know swinging and throwing some hands, and maybe they start doing some stuff. But at this point, though, I I can't sit here and tell you guys, yo. Um, the Patriots are, are for sure in the playoffs. Like I think that they come in and by this squinting their teeth, maybe they miss it. Gotcha. Excuse me, I could be incorrect. Okay. But who knows there? Very well, very well. All right, guys, moving along for the NFL. Uh we just found out this past Sunday was Survivor Series, of course. Uh Taker <sighs> Taker's farewell, farewell oh, moment that's right. yeah, that's right. at Survivor Series. Thirty years in the business. Um, it was, uh, it was a very sentimental moment in my, in my perspective. I, I will agree with SG3 on that one. Oh, you it, cry? It, it was, it was, it was, uh, I didn't watch it, but I, I know he, yeah. Yeah. No, you know, it was, it was, it was nice to get, see all the wrestlers in the ring, like Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, you had Kane, you had. Godfather, Godfather Triple Rikishi, H. Triple H. Uh, hey, damn, but, but I think no. God wins. Yeah. Vegas. Yeah, the God wins in there, man. Exactly. Yeah, Had a, quite a few wow. people in there. You gave Undertaker a nice little 15-minute farewell talk. Uh, it wasn't even 15 minutes. It was like a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was good. It's, I guess it's a... Te- Shoot the entrances to everybody else last morning. Then I take the talkie, for goodness sake. I know, right? How do you say it? His characteristics have always been that entrance. You know, he walks down. I mean, all his life, he's always had Paul Bear or Brother Love talk for him. Right. And then yeah. when he started talking for himself as the being that he is, it's like <laughs> it's never been the same as when you had Paul Bear do it for him, you know? Yeah. So I think it's just that. It's what makes a phenom the phenom is just that walk all the way to the ring 
the little eerie feel you get when he's walking. True, true, true. But uh, it, it made me actually want to watch the Last Ride uh, series that they have on the network. So I actually watched it. I watched all five chapters. And I got to tell you now, based on all of that, yeah, it was five chapters, like an hour each. So it was, uh, it's been going past. It went, yeah, oh yeah, it was really good. It went all the way past to um, right when he faced, uh, who did he face last? Bray Wyatt? Uh, right after oh. uh, Roman Reigns, he faced John Cena. Well, it was talk- they talked about Bray Wyatt too in the beginning, the first chapter. Oh, when he faced no, the Bray last Wyatt one he faced at, was AJ uh, Styles at SummerSlam. That was the last. Rest- that's the last WrestleMania opponent he faced was AJ Styles. Right, that was in Chapter Five. So yeah, that was a good. You know, they talked about Roman, John Cena. The last, like within one seat, when in one chapter, then the next chapter was the. Uh, who else was there? Well, you know, it was a bunch of stuff. So, destruction. Oh yeah, the diving matches with uh, himself and uh, what's called DX. So that's it kind of. Awesome. That's awesome. Oh lord. So, <laughs> Sorry, I'm leaving. So it was. Uh, it was sentimental. It was sentimental. One one has to agree on for the fact of knowing that this is actually this is this is it. Taker is no longer coming to WWE. No more WrestleMania appearances. Maybe one final one. This next one Maybe, of saying yeah, probably like I, I, saying his thirty years I, goodbye. So I mean, at this point, here's the way I say it: If he says goodbye, and this is literally the the call of all calls, mm-hmm. never coming back. Right. I think he did it at the right time. Yeah. I think he did it at the time where he started. It really marked the thirty years. It's not thirty years and some odd months. It's mm-hmm. literally. I started here. I ended here. Right, right. It's over. I yep. did what I had to do. Um, he sacrificed so much for all of us. Yeah. Whether we're that. fans, whether we're not fans, whether we stop watching it. But if we if we had that childhood, like we we understand. Like I, I watched, you know, the speech one more time, and there was people who commented, "I haven't watched wrestling in fifteen years. I've watched WWE in X amount of years." But when they heard this, they still tear. I'm not going to deny it, man. I kind of teared myself. I was like. Ah, take your wine. <laughs> but it, you talk about it. Right. I mean, this is just me. I talked about it for so long and I said it. Dude, he doesn't look the same. He's just got yes, to be over. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's when it finally dawns on you, it's like, <clears throat> man, my era's over. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. The, my era's done. Right. My attitude era. And honestly, this is just this is me personally. And I am a Shawn Michaels fan, but at the end of, at the end of everything, I would say, that Taker is the greatest of all time. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely a route mush route. I say it, Mount Rushmore. Sorry, I'll say route. <laughs> He's def- I mean, he is Mount Rushmore. What the heck are you talking about? Right. That man has so many characteristics and so many different exactly, personalities. Exactly, exactly. All and, of his personalities are Mount, are Mount Rushmore. And I think it come. It's a testament to other wrestlers who want who want to be in the industry to understand his thought process into the character like if you're going to be in the wrestling industry you create this character you have to invest your life into it in order for it to succeed in order for it to mean something but for this generation there will never be another character like the undertaker even no matter how much we can compare and want to say bray wyatt would be the next you know type of no with the type of with you know type of evilish and giving a scare tactic to other characters, 
it's never going to amount the same. Undertaker is it. He didn't. I think looking at the um, documentary, you can honestly. I didn't get that point, but it made sense to where Taker didn't need a championship around his waist to solidify his importance in the industry. It, he did it on his own. Like he was a typical, straight up badass. You would say on his own. He didn't need it for it to solidify his character at all. Like like a Stone Cold or The Rock needed to have a championship around him in order for them to excel in in anything. I would say that with with Taker with what with him getting literally like less than ten championships, I think. Yeah. I don't think he got a seven or eight. I think he had like five or six. He didn't have I think it's six. Yeah, I think it's six. You're right, right. So he didn't have a lot, honestly. Right. But for him, I think it's not just a streak right. that kept his legacy alive. I think it's just the just the mind games. Yeah. It was the rivalries. It was the, the personification and just the growth that he gave. And it was the fact that he could take a person like a like a John Cena who's old and we didn't see him as relevant anymore, mm-hmm. but still make it relevant for just one match. Right. Um who can take an edge who most people were not like the biggest fan of him before he won that title. Right. And then mm-hmm. when he faced Undertaker, he grew. Yes. Uh, when he faced both um, Tank Abbott and Ric Flair right. in that handicap match. Yeah. Cool, man. So it's like Take, Taker, Taker, and the Big Show. Taker brought people. Yeah, Big Show. Sorry, Big Taker. Show, yeah. Taker, he, he, what he did was he, he brought people up with him. Right. You don't see that nowadays. No. People are like, the show is about me. Right. And that's something, honestly, my, my favorite wrestler, Shawn Michaels, actually implemented mostly. You know, I'm the showstopper. I'm the one that's going to run the show. And it's like always just trying to out show each other. Yep. Taker, though, on the other hand, was like, bring me your best. I'll bring you my best. Yep. And if you're not going to bring me your best, I'm going to make you bring out your best. Yep. Because... I want the show to be remembered. Yeah, exactly. You know, whether it was at a, whatever match it was, whether it was WrestleMania, whether it was at any pay-per-view, any, even if it was just a Raw match, whatever it was, but he wanted you to bring your A-plus game. Yeah. And let that, let just, let just the talk. Exactly. Let the match do talking. Exactly. Yeah. That was, cool. that was one of my favorite matches, actually, was him and Shawn Michaels. That was, yeah, that and uh, him and uh, Mankind. There you go. And I was actually going to say, go around, let's go around the table real quick. Uh, starting with Zack Attack, favorite match yeah. from Undertaker that was memorable. Yeah, I think I, I think they too. I think they tie hand to hand for me. I think that's one of my favorite was when Undertaker fought Shawn Michaels uh, the first time, and that was a good match. I think I, I guess I think Mankind actually would beat uh, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker because that was a steel cage, wasn't it? Uh, steel cage. Hell in Cell. Oh, Hell in Cell. Yeah, Hell in Cell. So that was just crazy. That was one of and me being. I was a lot younger. Just watching it for the first time, I was just like, man, these guys were just beating the crap out of each other. Like, <laughs> throwing them off the, <laughs> throwing them off the cell, amazing. throwing them through yeah. the cell. Yeah, it was, not, definitely yeah. agree with that, memorable. I think that's the one thing you got to put at that. Yes. Yeah. Would agree. That's one of my favorite Undertaker matches, definitely. Very good. SG3? Tony the, kid, Tony the Kid, you're next because you didn't do your homework yesterday and watch football. <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, favorite match with The Undertaker, I would actually have to say him and... Uh, in my opinion, at the time frame was Batista uh, okay. at WrestleMania. I think, I think for them to, for them to, it, normally Undertaker didn't really do so well when it came to big men. Uh, he always his favorite matches was better off with little littler men than him. 
little wrestlers than him. And I think this was the first time where between Batista and Undertaker taking it to each other like as if they were smaller guys and just beating each other up, giving each other the one ends and, you know, Undertaker knowing him having the motions of when to pop and pull out something all crazy. So it was a phenomenal match. I think that's still remembered to this day. I think that was one of my favorite ones because Batista was on the rise being the animal and then Undertaker being the phenom at WrestleMania. Can can he beat him? And of course not. That was still part of the streak. So, but it was it was a hell of a match. I think between Batista's favorite wrestlers to wrestle with would have been definitely Triple H for sure. His retirement match. Undertaker was his second best, and then I think his third was Rey Mysterio. So I think those was his favorite wrestlers to work with, and it's on. So I would have to say that uh, SG three. All right, we're going to let the director go last, even though he didn't do his homework, he didn't watch football yesterday, but not the point of the conversation. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, for me personally, I would, you know what, because I'm not trying to be like, you know, like you guys and pick the same guys as you, but if I was to pick one, I would actually go with WrestleMania 28, Triple H versus Undertaker and Hell in the Cell. Ooh. Ooh, the second one with Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Yeah, that's Where's good. Shawn I just think, I, yeah. That was the third one, yeah, actually. Yeah, Shawn was right. That was the second one. They only face each other twice. At WrestleMania, they only face each other twice. No, uh, oh, no three, three, three times. Also. Three. They did three. Oh, yeah, three. They did, they did 17, 26, and 26, 26, 27, 28. Yeah. Got oh. you. Yeah. One the is American Badass. American Badass, and they had, like, this street fight at WrestleMania 17. Then uh, 27 <laughs> was Taker and Triple H again, like, another street fight. And then 28, they went all on the cell. Got you. Okay. Go ahead, SG3. Favorite part of the match? Uh, my favorite part, actually, and I was actually there live with uh, with the Lisper over here. Ooh. And uh, yeah. nice. The one thing we we will never forget is where Undertaker's about to go for the tombstone. Triple H pushes him. Michaels gives Taker the sweet chin music. Triple H pedigrees him, and they're about to count it. And we're just all like grabbing onto each other, like, you know, <laughs> almost like grabbing onto us. He's like, "Oh my God, it's over! The ultimate move is hit. It's over! It's over!" And then Taker still kicks out in two. And, like, there was a guy who was, like, kind of, like, in front of me. He said, my inner 14-year-old child is having a heart attack. <laughs> no. It was, it was, that match literally stole the show. I think that we all lost our voices that time. <laughs> oh, I bet. I definitely yeah. Bet. That's too much going on. Exactly. For sure. All right. Uh, Director uh, RJ. Disper. I would have to go with the last one he just had against AJ Styles. I mean... He's had some good ones, you know. He's had the ones with Kurt Angle, uh, but if we're talking about WrestleMania in general, yeah, uh, for like Take a Streak, I mean, of course, him and Shawn Michaels are the best one, you know? Right, right, right. But to me, the reason why I think I like uh, The Last Ride is because I think the reason why Taker kept coming back, no matter how many times he had a match, he was looking for a good way to just have people be like, oh, that was a good match for him to go away on, off of, you know? Correct. And I feel like AJ Styles really gave Taker that one good storyline that you needed. Like, it was the last uh, AJ Styles grew up watching these guys. And he pretty much, even when he was in WCW and uh, TNA and, you know, Ring of Honor and Japan, he uh, embodied the same style that Taker and them had. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels had. So he could tell a story in that ring. And, dude, in that match, you didn't, I, I knew Taker would win, but I didn't know how. And, that whole match, the way he came in on the bike, you know, he comes in with the bike, 
Metallica playing his theme song as it's going through. Yeah. Um, and the theme song, the take <laughs> theme song plays. He walks away like he unco- unveils uh, AJ Styles' tombstone. And he walks away. He gets back on the bike, and Metallica starts playing as he's riding off into the sunset. You know, and it's just like that's the way you send Taker away. You have him right off into the sunset. On his uh, instead of his horse, you know, it's the new new version of a cowboy riding on his bike. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I think uh, watching the documentary you kind of get the retrospective understanding the meaning behind the match and what it meant because initially that match was even supposed to be outside of a boneyard match type of thing. That was of a whim. They just made that up because of COVID. And for the fact that... Thank how, you, COVID. Exa- exactly. I don't think if it wasn't... In one, in one meaning, if it wasn't for COVID, they would have never thought of that style of match. They never... I don't think Undertaker would have been successful really... In the ring, to be honest, I think it was better for him to do that match and have it his farewell match. As much that as was a perfect farewell match, yes, wasn't it? I would have to say, since there's no more matches from Undertaker, that was a good match. To say I'm okay with that being Undertaker's last match, in my perspective, even though, even though the inner me, exactly the inner me, the inner childhood, actually wants a boneyard match with him and Sting. And for them, for that, for that match alone to be each other's farewell match, period. Like Sting can actually sit there and say, "I'm gonna retire because I finally had the match that I've always wanted with the wrestler who I was wanting to wrestle against, with the fans knowing this person was the, should have been the it, the last match of my life against each other would be each other's thing." And my thing would be that should have been. The last farewell. That's just my inner child saying it. But because of everything going on, I'm okay with that saying that this AJ Styles match was his last match. So and I, all I'm gonna say is I'm gonna play devil's advocate real quickly over here. You won, right? You know? right. Yeah. Go ahead, Ashley three. Why? Why? Why didn't Sting just sign sooner? That's a plain and simple. It's a mic drop right there. Walking away now. <laughs> you know, I would agree. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. I think, I think that's a good argument to say, like, you know, you could have, you could have had that match in many more matches if you would have came coulda, sooner. Coulda, exactly. That's the bad part. I mean, but yeah, it was fun. it's, Especially it's. Yeah, you, I think they try to get Sting in for WrestleMania twenty. I think that was ideal. So imagine that's, that's been like we've been working on this since WrestleMania twenty, and now we're at. WrestleMania 36, we've been like, you know, 16 years in the making of a match that should have happened and just didn't. Yeah, I guess. Because uh, Sting, Sting wanted to be stubborn and didn't want to say that's a plan or something. That's Sting probably why he's my so. favorite wrestler, because we're both stubborn like that. We're hard-headed, so, you know, I, that's Trust probably me, why. I know the fact that you're stubborn and hard-headed. <laughs> so, but, yeah. by the way, hold on, wait. I agree. Agree. You, as soon as you, as soon as he signs, they give him the Triple H match. You could have gave it Undertaker. That was still Undertaker, Undertaker fought who against that year at WrestleMania Thirty. Uh, Bray Wyatt. So the energy that you use for that, you could have used that energy for Sting. But that, you know, that we're gonna go into the whole what, what if, should have, could have, would have stuff like that. Like SG three stated, um, and it's a whole runaround. Now, the main That's thing like an is hour and a half show, man, right exactly. There. <laughs> The main thing is is that G Money into that one because G Money is a big Taker fan. Yeah, so we're gonna have to talk about that. Definitely have a nice chilling with the rejects moment there. 
Uh, by, but, by the way, though, hold on, wait. D- disclaimer for me personally, I'm not happy that COVID happened. I'm just saying thank you, COVID, because it brought out creativity style in WWE we haven't seen in a long time. That's correct. That's the only reason why I, I understand that COVID is very, it's very difficult. I understand a lot of people are having that rest in peace, everybody that has correct. gone through COVID. Um, please, I'm not insensitive. I'm just saying that we are not. Something happened where, yes, where the in where the where the creative juices finally started flowing. That's that's why I said thank you, COVID. That's the, all we have I think to what say. What you can say is that you're looking at a positive <laughs> thing toward this thing has been like such a negative impact on us, you know, and all of the stakes and the whole entire world in a way. Right. Agreed. So, all in all, take her farewell. Uh, totally appreciate everything that you brought to the table when it came to WWE wrestling. You definitely made my childhood one of my favorite childhood times to watch wrestling at the moment with Stone Cold having his, you know, middle finger being raised a bunch of times on Attitude Era. I think if it wasn't for your Attitude Era, the crazy thing is that the last in thirty years of him wrestling, he had he had the Hulkamania era. He was able to wrestle against. He had the Attitude Era to wrestle against. He had the ruthless, ruthless Aggression era to wrestle against. And the Generation X. New Generation X, you would say? PG era. Yeah, PG, PG generation. Era. Okay, yeah, I'll go with that. PG generation. You still had wrestlers to go against. CM Punk. Uh, John Cena. And the digital era. Exactly. So, you lasted that long. And it's a testament to your testament to your life. It's a testament to your compassion your moment to go out there and shine for the fans and dedicate your life to us so i I, know, I say thank you undertaker i was gonna say one thing about taker i realized you ever look at the people that takers beating from each era okay the hogan era he beat hogan the austin era he beat austin yes yeah the cena era he beat both cena and batista were the two big dogs in that era true mm-hmm. Um, the PG era, of course, he didn't beat Roman Reigns, but still, you know, he had an impact during that era. Yeah. Where he beat Bray Wyatt, who's pretty much the big dog right now. Yeah. And right now in the digital era, he beat AJ Styles. Like, he's, he's, uh, pretty much buried the people he said he would. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you ever remember the poster they do when it comes to WrestleMania and have like a, all these big name wrestlers facing each other and stuff like that, yeah, that's a te- that's a poster just for Undertaker to say I faced all these guys. So that's oh, yeah. the crazy yeah, like, mindset uh, of it. That UFC guy, that UFC guy, was, like he has a picture of him and everybody who's beating. Exactly. Taker's like, you know, you beat all those guys in UFC. That's good and all, but here's everybody I beat. You need like two or three different pros just for that picture. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's a testament. I think for us rejects, we say thank you to Adam Taker. Thank you thank for you. all the stuff that you've done for us, and totally never, never, never had a dull moment in your career at all whatsoever. So totally appreciate. Thank you, Taker. Thank you, Taker. <laughs> All right, guys. Now, moving on. Other news. We got actually what's crazy about it. We just like, announced that Wonder Woman 84 is moving to December 25th release date. So that means this Release coming up December that. 25th, you guys, it's going to be on HBO Max and it's actually hitting theaters. So I have HBO Max. I plan on watching this movie. And I'm definitely sure this movie is going to be successful. So I'm excited to see Wonder Woman. 84? 84. It's called Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what's called A4. So you guys, please be... Navidad, guys. So please be on the lookout for that, even though it's not a technically a Christmas-style movie, but it is a movie nonetheless to be excited for. So. Listen, we man, love got right on it. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, love one woman, you know? Exactly. So that's going on. Uh, I'm moving on to Zach Attack real quick on NBA trades. Uh, I guess we got some crazy news going on, or even at that signings. You got any news on that? Um... Basically, the Lakers kind of did some rebuilding. Okay. Uh, they let go of Danny Green, as far as I know. Got you. Um, they let go of playoff Rondo. Can we talk about that? Yes, second? they let go of Rondo. Rondo's going to be playing with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, wow. With uh, Trey. Okay. Um, they let go of... I mean, which I thought that was interesting. Um, who else? It's uh, a good move, though. It's a good yeah, move. I mean, for who, though? For Rondo? Like, uh, is... It's a good move for the Hawks, because if you think about it, he can show Trey what to do. Okay. How did you how to deliver and also how to shoot? Because Trey's a shooter, but he's yeah. not a deliverer. Right. Now that you got this guy with the, like some megastars coming around for Atlanta, it's like, dude, this is how this is how you're gonna be delivering. Because if you think about it, that's what Ronald did that's what Ronald did in Boston with the big three. True. Right. That's what Ronald did in LA. Yeah. Okay. He's a deliverer. Well, when it comes to playoff time, it's like, all right, cool. Now, now go ahead and go crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I guess we'll see. I, I wish him luck. Ronald's cool. Um, the Lakers also let go of Dwight Howard. Wow. That's not a miracle. Yeah, they, <laughs> that's not a miracle. They, go, they let go of Dwight Howard. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly where he was going. I think they signed a deal from already. I just forgot where he was going exactly. He's um, not winning a championship there. I can tell you that already. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> He's not? Okay. And, um. Jerome, you got to let go too? Yeah. Uh-huh. There's, um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of other trades. I wish I could, you know, name more, and I just put me on the spot. <laughs> we talk about the fact that James Harden told the Houston Rockets, adios. Yes. Oh, yes, that's a big deal. Thank Rockets you. Finally. Listen, not only, not only did they agree not to play together, they didn't want to play for Rockets no more either. So they just completely just disfranchised, I guess, all together. Yeah, and, that, and that's exactly what I said in general. As far as James Harden's career is standard test of time. Yes, you are. Uh, you can line up the statistics as much as you freaking want, but you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not a leader. You need someone to lead you to the promised land. Right. And with the team of Rockets, you were not going to go anywhere with two point guards playing Jump Street. You were not going to go anywhere with it just being you as the main guy leading the franchise. Sad mm-hmm. to say, well, that's just how I see it. You so that brings up the question of where's where's James Harden planning on going, and definitely. Is I'm sure they would make space for him anywhere, really. I think he so, should go. I think he should go to the Bucks. Um, the, then there's Westbrook. You got to think because uh, uh, CP3 I think made it uh, made a trade to go to OKC or no? He was he was already on OKC. I think he yeah. did extension. I think he did an extension. I think no. I think so CP3 he went, to, he went he went to he, he went to, to Phoenix. There you go. He went to Phoenix. That's right. But he's go. going to OKC. I've seen that. He's going to OKC. He's going to OKC. He went from OKC to Phoenix. Oh, okay, that's I'm not bad. He's going to Phoenix, then you're right. Then yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay. So I guess Westwood. I mean, does that mean Westwood will go back to his team? Will they take him back? Adams isn't there either. Adams left, I, I believe. OKC. Okay, then Adams sign was actually LA, or who did he sign with? <clears throat> uh, I'm not thinking about exactly who signed, but Adams definitely left OKC. Okay, Ricky Rivers back to the Timberpups. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Make your back to the Timber Pups. That's why. That's why I told you guys. That's why I'm the sports guy here because I actually do my homework. I like some people here on this on this podcast <laughs> who are talking right now. Just gonna be saying. You know that they're straight in there. I got you, man. Don't worry. <laughs> no, um, also, though, you're talking. Um, hey, who was it? Currently, right now, they're talking that James Harden is actually looking to go into Brooklyn. Brooklyn. 
Oh, I did see something about that as well, yeah. I mean, it would be Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. Allegedly, if you were to. Oh, here you go. If you don't. Steven Adams is headed to New Orleans Pelicans. Ah, Pelican, that's right. Wow. To New that's Orleans? That's going to be a killer squad, dude. That's interesting, yeah. That's interesting. Wow. Don't they, didn't they just get uh, Drew Holiday? No, wait, that's the Bucks. Yeah, Bucks the Bucks have Drew. Holiday, but the Pelicans have, they already have uh, Zion. They have Lonzo. They have Ball. Zion. Um, Zion. Mm-hmm. And now Steven Adams, you got two, two yeah. you got you got a tower that can shoot a three and a tower that can dunk. Oh, yeah. that's going to be a good team. That's <laughs> definitely a good thing to think about there, too. Uh, Isn't Ball on there, too? There's a couple of rookies that just came into the season, too. The uh, the last ball brother just joined the uh, LaMelo? Yeah, yeah, he just joined the Charlotte. He's going to uh, pass his ass off in that city. He ain't going to do nothing over there. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, we'll see. That's interesting to think about. Listen. I just uh, want to see LeVar Ball versus Michael Jordan, so that's all I want to see. I'm gonna see a yeah, pick. We're gonna see a pickup game on YouTube all of a sudden between them two, just like them old folks in the backyard. <laughs> a little scrimmage game, probably, for real. Probably. And then you're gonna see Jordan with a cigar in his mouth as he's shooting the jumper in front of Lavar. Like, get your butt. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I'm gonna tell you this. I, I saw somebody post something for to want to play Tyson's new Legends League is open for Jordan to jump in there. What are you talking about? In, in boxing? No, because the Legends League is for all sports. That's what Tyson said. It's for all sports. Yes. Oh, so what? You're gonna have a uh, you're gonna have a, a basketball game now. You're trying to say Jordan's gonna go in the Legends League facing Levar Ball? No way. He could take. Uh, it'd be crazy if he brings in like a whole bunch of legends into the Legends League. Huh? When, when Levar Ball isn't even a legend himself, just thank just you. Legend. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's, but that, but then again, it's kind of like it's kind of like Jake Jake Paul. Like he's really not up there, but yet he's the make the minor headliner for what's it called for Tyson and Jones tomorrow. Look, look, look. that's true. So um, I actually prefer Jake Paul for the way he runs his mouth than Levar Ball. <laughs> Levar Ball has to go off the coattails of other people in order for him to get big. True. This kid just did some stupid stunts on YouTube, and that's how he got big. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So, uh, other than that, anything other trades? Any other NBA trades going on? Um, Carmelo Anthony signed again with the uh, Trailblazers. He's playing another year with them. Oh, okay. So that that'll be good for Carmelo. We all, we always I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. that's I mean, not good for Damian Lillard. They did good, I guess. I mean, you know, we like Carmelo. Um, sure, we do, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah. Joaquin Noah, where is he playing for? Joaquin Noah? Yeah, where is he? Oh, Clippers. Uh, he was playing for the Clippers. I think. Uh, oh, Abaka. Okay. Abaka went to the 76ers. Yeah, dude. Oh, didn't I? Didn't hold on. Wait, didn't I? Abaka go to the go to the go to the Clippers? Yeah, the Clippers, the Clippers just built up a mega team, dude. The Clippers just built yeah. up a mega team. Uh huh. Who's in the Clippers? You got. Uh, Kawhi, Paul George. Yep. Um, the center. I it's it's a pretty big name too. You got Serge Ibaka. Yeah. You got um, uh, who was no, number five? Joe Kimno. He he's a seventh, eighth. Paul player. George. A, I already said Paul George. Okay. Um, I forgot who else. They got a good team, man. <laughs> they got a good team. That was a good pickup for them, definitely. Got you. 
And Gordon Hayward that, and Celtics uh, failed to oh, sign actually, and trade. Actually, uh, okay. actually, what happened? Got, um, the Lakers got Paul, uh, they got Paul Gasol, too. I think Ooh. the other Gasol brother. No, but they got Marcus Gasol. Marcus Gasol. They picked up the other Gasol brother, too, the Lakers did. What? You know what I feel like that is, though? That's going to be good. Yeah. I feel like low-key that that's also kind of like one of those, like, hey, in case we can't get Anthony Davis back. Right. You've seen that, right? Because they said that his... He's like he's okay with signing again, but they're just working on his contract. So I think he wants a good amount of money. He wants be... to break the bank, dude. He's not gonna yeah. be taking no twenty million. Yeah. So they're saying issues. this is what what the sports CBS Sports is reporting that Anthony Davis is waiting to sign to re-sign with the Lakers right. to create an opening for Giannis Atukumbumbu to join him. So I don't know how that's gonna happen. Like, what would happen if? Giannis comes to the Lakers. Like, is that so? Is he a free agent this year? Supposedly, is he? That's a good question. Supposedly, he he hasn't signed. From what I heard, he hasn't fully signed with the Bucks. From what I'm hearing, is that there's a lot of teams who are actually talking to him right now. Miami, he's actually trying to pick him up too. Miami, he would never go to Miami. There's no way he'd go to Miami. So he actually laughed that one. He actually laughed at that one when someone said, "Are you going to? You're coming to Miami?" He laughed at it. He actually put yeah. that little emoji face stuff with that. Yeah, he's no, like, not no. even, dude. He's like, he would rather go to Chicago I, I if anything. He would, leave, he would go somewhere else. We're gonna no, but I don't think. So, I don't think. Uh, I don't think you know, MB, he got MVP with the Bucks twice in a year. Bro. Giannis would never go anywhere. <laughs> My guy Frankie G said, "Hey, right? <laughs> hey, you, you remember me, right?" Hey, so, yeah. you remember me, right? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, this ain't going nowhere, bro. <laughs> I actually probably do agree with him, though. Yeah, yeah. Giannis is probably going anywhere. He already said he ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Giannis has he has the a chance to sign a, a two hundred two hundred and twenty eight million dollar max contract for the Bucks waiting for him. So it's a super max at that. So I'm assuming that's why he's going to stay there. Two hundred twenty eight million. He's he's good. Yeah, it's gonna be like the Ryan Braun of the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Other than so, that, I think. Um, I mean, I, I keep finding a couple of good trades, but I, I mean, that's kind of a wrap. I mean, there's there's still gonna be more trades. The deadline still, they still got a couple more weeks. That's true that. Know. True that. So there's still gonna be the building process. It'll be fun to see. Uh, sad to say, it, the Bulls didn't really get anybody interesting. So Bulls fans, that's not a shocker. Yeah. So <laughs> agreed. Just saying, you know, we're Chicago based, so you know, we love Chicago, but nothing really. Going on, there. going on there. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> moving on from wrong. NBA, then, guys. Moving on from NBA. For the point of the show, we got the fight heading on, headlining tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. finally here. Okay. Yeah, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Super fight, baby. It's gonna happen tomorrow. Huh? I don't know. Actually, it's it. I don't know. It's a three minute round, if I'm not mistaken, if what I shared it correctly. It's two minute round. Two minute round. I gotta look at. I gotta look at too. I shared it with you. I shared it with all the Real quick, all those yeah, rejects. Can you sneak in the fact that you guys saw the weigh-in, right? Yeah, no, I have not seen the weigh-in. I didn't see the weigh-in. So, so Mike Tyson weighs in at two twenty. Yeah. Roy Jones Jr. weighs in at two ten. He's got a whole 10 pounds up. Is that, is that a big difference or no? No, y'all. Yeah. When it comes to the heavyweight of the punch, it's 10 pounds difference. Hell yeah. 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 I thought that when it's Mike Tyson, who's going to be wearing 12-ounce gloves, yeah, that's yeah. a big difference. Yeah, okay. yeah see, just, so here's I, I, the rules. Here's the rules and regulations within the fight, like uh, Director RJ was talking about. No official judges 
No cumulative score. No winner announced. Okay, that's one weird. Uh, no winner announced. So I'm assuming if he gets charity. if he gets knocked, if Roy Jones gets knocked out, then no one's a winner. It's just I knocked you out, buddy. <laughs> you're out. you're sleeping. But, you but they made a belt for this though. Exactly. So is that the same thing for the Nate uh, Nate Robinson fight too? Uh, no, no, I think it's like, just for this fight no, alone. No, no, no. They're actually going, as, they're actually going by, based off the, the regular boxing rules. Those yeah. are actual all boxing fights. Yeah. So then this, the only, next one. I don't understand what this is. Yeah. The bout, the bout will take place over eight rounds at two minutes each. So two minutes for eight rounds each against Mike eight Tyson. Rounds, does that mean that they're going to keep waking Roy Jones up if he gets knocked out? Like, oh, come here, you know, spoon so get up. <laughs> well, that, I'm, I'm assuming sure, sure so. TKO if plays an effect. Well, I don't know. Actually, there's no TKO because, right, there's no... There's no official... Winner? There's no winner. So, so it's like, okay, if you get knocked out in the fifth round, what does that mean? Then that's it? That's just the end of the fight then? We're done? Or, like, what? You know, you know what I think is going to happen? This is probably going to be that same... Exhibition style that Julio Cesar Chavez just had, I think, last year uh-huh. against oh, Arce. Yeah, that one, dude. Okay, Arce. Where, where I think if there's a ref, it's just to separate them, but not to really enforce anything. And then at the end, they're going to have the fans decide who wins. Oh, oh Lord. So, a fa- like a live vote? Well, I, I know if I see what Jones Jr. hit the ground, I know who I'm voting for. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be messed up if Tyson knocks out Roy Jones and their fans are like, we give it to Roy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be jacked <laughs> up. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Let's keep going with the rules. The boxers will not be required to wear any headgear. So, heads, Roy open Jones head. Want to wear well, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess. That makes Roy, Roy Jones may want to wear headgear. He's going to want to <laughs> after the first round. Uh, no, I would just say in general, just wear headgear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. The other set of rules. Protect your cheeks. Tyson and Jones will be wearing 12-ounce gloves. We already knew that. If either boxer yeah. suffers a bad cut, the exhibition is over. What? So, if... If if what Jones gets a cut in his eye, saying? that's it. What time does it say the event is at? Uh, it's been at like nine o'clock. Is it not even Yeah, I think eight eight o'clock is. I think some of the prelims, and then nine o'clock is going to be the main card. So uh, earlier than your normal. Boxing, right. Okay. Exactly. Right. Uh, that's because they're older, so they got to make sure they're in bed by an earlier time. Yeah, seriously, right? They, right. they got to <laughs> everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you got both athletes had to undergo complete medical testing in order to be cleared for this bout. So all that other stuff went through. And the COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the COVID as well. Both athletes entered VEDA testing prior to the contest. So they kind of went through the whole, you know, medical testing, stuff like that, like it would be for a boxing match. But, yeah, that's the rules. So what do we think, SG3? I'm going to go with you first. I, I'm actually, I, I'm not the only one here that does my homework and I actually watch these events. So can you come back to me later? <laughs> you know what? I'll go first. I'll go first. Since okay. I do it, Jay, and I'll do my homework and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. yeah go, director. go, director. That's what you are. <laughs> well, the thing I know about Roy Jones is that he has a very weak chin. Uh huh. If you ever watch when you fought Antonio Torbar, most guys that have ever popped an lucky shot. Tarver's eyes are closed when he hit him. Uh huh. They still knocked him out. Okay. Right. So Jones has been knocked out a few times by a lucky shot. 
Uh-huh. So imagine this isn't going to be a lucky shot coming from Tyson. This is well, Mike okay. Tyson. It's Tyson who's been, he's back in his training style. But I think what we're looking at is exactly what SG3 said a while back. It's the Chavez Arcet type of thing where they're going to hit each other good, but they're not going to, they're going to try to kill each other in that ring. And if they do, I'll be surprised, man. I'll be like, wow, Tyson actually went in there to bite Jones's head off. Yeah. I mean, so that's what, I think that's what we're looking at. It's either it's going to be a funny little punch around, you know. Oh, you hit me. Oh, you hit me. Well, let's keep going. Or are we going to get a, hey, I'm going to knock you out. Mama said knock you out type of situation. <laughs> right. Exactly. Mama said knock you out, okay? Yeah, her mama said. I'm okay. I mean, I, we all know Tyson's usually going for the kill, so. Right. Okay, well then, uh, is that it? That's it, Director RJ? Yeah, That's I, your I really, assessment? You know, I'm not going to choose the winner. I, I would choose Tyson, but with those rules being as they are, I was like, um, and no winner at all. Uh, I'm thinking either we're going to get a knockout or we're just going to get a little friendly fire punch in there. And like once in a while, you're going to see like a really good hit. And it's going to be like, oh, he took it. Wow. You know, so it's okay. going to be interesting. I ain't going to lie. Okay. Very good. Zach Attack, what do you got? What's your analysis? I... Do I do uh, so? I don't pick a winner because there's no. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, no, I, I wouldn't. I mean, if I had to make a guess, I mean, which I think my educated, well, knowing non homework doing ass guess would be uh, Mike Tyson. I mean, it's got to be, you know, he's gonna, I think he's gonna win it. Um, like I said about the weigh in, too, I think that's interesting. You know, he has a whole 10 pounds on him. I mean, I don't know if that a part of me says it's like matters, but a part of me doesn't say it matters because it's like, I mean, it's. 10 pounds, but is he going to get tired faster? Like, we both know that they're definitely different, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. different classes in a sense, but same, you know, they, they don't even fight the same, really, so it's it'll be because Jones, I, I think, would be a faster with steps, so I don't know. It'll be good to see. I think it'll be interesting. Eight rounds, do I think they're going to go eight rounds? Or like, are they supposed to go all eight rounds? Like, are they... Well, if there's no knockouts, if no one goes to sleep, really, oh. technically, then yeah, it goes the whole eight rounds. Mm, okay. Hmm. All right, then. Well, I'm just curious to see if we go all eight rounds. Put it that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, I guess that, yeah, that's all I got. I guess I'll pass it over to my guy, SG3, right there. Oh, well, I'll sure. go next because SG3 oh, does, okay. does his homework. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go next. Yeah. Nah, so. Put that catchphrase right and patent it. SG3 does his homework. SG3 does his homework. So I would have to agree agree with. Two out of two out of you guys at the moment. Two like both of you guys would be rooting for Mike Tyson. One, nonetheless, going with uh, Zach Attack, which said the held ten pounds. I would have to agree that is a beneficial to Tyson just because uh, with the hits and the power that he hits with it that comes with mm-hmm. that hit, I can see why it would affect Jones if he lands. Mm-hmm. And like. Uh, Director RJ stated about Roy Jones's chin. I would agree on that. He doesn't have a chin. I think. I think in career wise, with Roy Jones, has always been to evade the chin shot, and he was successful in his career on that. But once, obviously, as age cuts up to you, your head can't move as fast as it can. Once that started happening, that's when Roy Jones started losing his bouts. So that's where I would agree with uh, Director RJ on that one. Now, since this isn't a technical, I I knock you out, I win type of thing, I guess, uh, or no scorecard win. My only thing is the assumption of 
okay, there's no scorecard happening. They're assuming that these both of these guys are not going to last eight rounds, that somebody's going to get knocked out and someone's going to get gassed out because of their age and because of who they are. So I have a feeling that they're gonna they're gonna say that's the reason why they did all that for them. So in in this, I actually will go with the benefit to Tyson and using his power and knockout punches to knock the hell out of Roy Jones and win it by that way. You would think that's the outcome. I would have to say by the third by by the fourth round. I'm gonna give it the fourth. I'm gonna give it the fourth. If Roy Jones is knocked out by the fourth, then you know it 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 is what it is. What happens after that? SG3, I pass it on to you, Mr. Homework Man. So now comes the man that does his homework yeah. and watches his sports and understands what's going on. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, guys, I, th- I think there's going to be a winner. Just because I want to play the devil's advocate, you know that's what I do best. Of course, of course. The fans are going to be the winners. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's true. The fans are going to be the winners here. Yeah. Um, all, kidding, all, all kidding aside, though, I've watched some training. Tyson's training for three minutes. He's not training for two. Mm-hmm. He's training for three. Roy Jones' whole career, as Uncle Arjun just stated, as you have stated, it's only the kid. It's speed. Yep. He don't have it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mike Tyson has speed, has power. Yep. The 10 pounds that he has against Roy, plus a 12-ounce glove, it ain't going to look pretty. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what they're actually thinking about where it comes to the whole there's no knockouts, there's no winner. He's going to be put to sleep. Yeah. Because there was one interview, and again, it could be all for show. It could be, you know, just trying to get people to buy it, you know, just to make some money maybe. But there was one point where they're having an interview, and Roy Jones says, yeah, so I'm coming here, you know, to do this exhibition against my opponent, going to, you know, do this exhibition. Tyson said, I'm coming to fight. Yeah, I'm coming to knock my opponent out. I'm coming down to shut his body. I'm coming down to shut his kidneys. Coming down to shut his internal organs. Once he's done, he's not going to walk anymore. That's correct. And if you guys don't believe me, there was one fight against the first time, where she was the only time he's ever won the heavyweight championship, where he actually shut a man's kidneys down. Mm-hmm. Don't believe me? Watch that guy's leg. Ain't nothing else that happened. I used to shut that man's kidneys down. Mm-hmm. So okay. uh, I have a feeling uh, that Tyson, yeah. Sorry. Tyson didn't Tyson back the kidneys out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna say I've seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you if this fight goes more than five rounds, Tyson's not really hitting him hard. And if you see Roy Jones do what you know he used to do in his prime with hands behind his back, putting his chin out in front. He knocked out. Yeah, that, so I can uh, I can understand we're on the same page. We're not going to say that Roy Jones knocks him out in round two. No, Roy Jones definitely <laughs> will not uh, knock out Mike Tyson. Listen, I'm going to call, call a friend of mine. a friend of mine. Mike Tyson may get hit 112 times, but he and the chin, but he's going to get hit 112 times with feathers. Yeah. Okay. okay. I have a feeling. I have a I'm gut feeling. I want to see Tyson. With... If we uh, if we see the finger point of doom in that fight, no, say it again. The finger point of what? The only way I can see Tyson get knocked out is if we see the famous finger point of doom, which is what Kevin Nash did a Hulk Hogan in a wrestling match where no. Kevin Nash just Hogan pushed him with his finger, <laughs> Nash fell to the floor. Shock, I know. Hell no. That's crazy. I doubt that. But the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life is that happens in boxing. Like, oh, oh, oh. 
No, I doubt that. But I want to see what I would really want to see is Mike Tyson's uppercut. That's of all fighters, his uppercut has never been the most beautiful, the nastiest style of an uppercut. Is it's been Mike Tyson's uppercut. So that's James Buster Douglas also that uppercut. Yeah. So I'm a, I would definitely want to see that uppercut from Tyson. And I'm if it can, if it lands against freaking Roy Jones, whoo! I'm talking about head right. snap back. Hey John, hey uh, Director uh, RJ. It's going to be yeah. one of those uh, old school EA Sports fight night moments where he lanes against the ropes and Tyson's just sitting there like, bah, 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 bah. and he's bouncing back at him like, like all dazed down and stuff. So, who was it that I was fighting? I forgot who I was fighting there. Jesse. Him. Jesse. He's going down and I popped him right back up and Je- started punching him again as he's going down. That was Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, you know, the weird thing about this is that Tyson's back to being disciplined again. Yeah, mentally. So not only are you looking at the that's, that's uppercut, good. you're looking at the body shot that's going to hurt the uppercut up. Yep. Exactly. So it's going to be good. It's going to be a good fight, you guys. I'm actually waiting for it. Uh, other than that, that's all we got for the show. Anything else? Yeah. Anybody else want to add anything? China's uh, not going to be in uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Who? Back by seven. They're not gonna do the Dark Side of the Ring uh, episode of China. Two. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. T- well, yes. Uh, as Director RJ stated, uh, China. Of course, we all know a fan favorite TV show we watch is uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Stories about famous wrestlers or even non-famous wrestlers that we did not know about happen, and we thought season three was gonna, pr- you know, produce a China episode. Since we saw a Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero episode last season two, and it looks like it will not. But what we are, I am excited, according to that news, is that there are a couple more projects that's actually being worked on based on China. So that means, yes, Darkseid may not be involving China in, but that does not mean that they nothing's going to happen about China this coming up season. So that's what I'll be looking for. Uh, anything else? SG3? Oh, I have one. Go ahead. As we all know recently, the soccer world had a very big loss. Oh, yes. Diego Armando Maradona. Yes. R.I.P. El Diez. La Mando de Dios. There's so many, so many names he went by. Yeah. I can go on probably the biggest tangent of my appreciation for this man, what he did on the field. All, all I can say is we understand that you weren't the greatest role model <laughs> for a lot of people. Diego, you you weren't you didn't live the most perfect life. You had you had your demons like everybody else had. Hmm? Had no judgment here. Preach. Definitely not here. But at the end of the day though, it wasn't what you did in your personal life, but what you did to our life. Yeah. That's what meant to us. Yeah. To the Madonna family, to him rest in paradise, to his family, my thoughts and the as well to him. Yep. The greatest, the great, the greatest to wear the number ten. My respects to him. I'm, I'll, I'll miss you. What? When I get my jersey, I'm, I'm gonna wear a pride. Yeah. Vamos Argentina, que en paz descanse te quiero Diego. Yeah, what he said. What he said, you guys. <laughs> Anything else, uh, Zach Attack? Uh, I'm think I'm good on my end. Um. I think we wrapped up everything. I mean, for the most part. 
Any did concerts coming the, up? Uh, did we talk about the Justice Lee uh, Snyder cut yet? Pretty much. We've been, okay, we've been following okay. that for a good Many minute. Times. Yeah. Okay. It's just it's just release date when that comes out. We're going to have a nice little discussion about that for sure. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Say less than that. Anything else will even I think that's... I'm good. Very good. All right. Anything else, uh, Director RJ? Oh, yeah. Legendary uh, Mexican actress and singer, uh, Flor Silvestre, also known as a wildflower in English. Uh, Flor Silvestre passed away, too. Same day as Maradona. She's uh, the, mo- the mother of Pepe Aguilar, another famous singer. And okay. the wife of a uh, legendary uh, actor singer who passed away himself, Antonio Aguilar. So just want to send a, you know, uh, rest in peace to her. Thank you for the career you gave us and memories. And also want to say uh, my prayers and condolences to the Aguilar family and her other family, too. Uh, her kids that she had, you know, while she was around in okay. life and everything. Okay. And legendary career. Very good. Rest in peace. Uh, that's Rest it. Yep. All right, you yep. guys. Well, that's that's uh, Reject Fans. That is our show. Definitely want to uh, say thank y'all for joining us for this lovely episode. Definitely look out for the fight tomorrow, or as of this episode comes out, will be today, of course, for the Mike Tyson. And again, hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving, of course. Uh, yes, COVID was here and affected the Thanksgiving, but... Next year, let's pray for the best. There's a couple of vaccines heading out. Hope we got some positive positive feedback on these vaccines and we can keep the ball moving and finally have a nice little Thanksgiving. Uh, yes, to rest of you guys, you guys be safe, be careful. Uh, my final farewell. Remember to look us up on Instagram, Facebook, Rejects Life. That is actually seems to be on a roll right now. We're having quite a few views on that one. Um, and... Uh, Snapchat, of course, is coming up, I, I presume. Twitter, Zach yes, Attack. Sir, Zach yeah, Attack's handling our Twitter account. Looks like we're doing good. Reject uh, reject Rundown, if I'm not mistaken, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Very good. Uh, and that's my intake, you guys. Be safe, be careful. Uh, Director RJ, your final thoughts? Say, like your other two, uh, nice good old goodbye before I take over. What? I let SG3 and uh, Zagatech say their goodbyes to before I close it up. Oh, that is very true. Yes, you're right. I apologize. Yes. I'll uh, I'll go. I'll go. Then uh, thank you guys for, uh, you know, the good show. It was awesome. Uh, You know, thank you guys for listening. We're going to keep you updated as much as we can with the awesome sports, you know, the awesome, amazing uh, sports talks. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was fun hanging out with you guys, man. I'll see you guys, uh, you know, soon. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I hate to say it, but uh, Packers, you know, by seven. Oh, Lord. Zagatech out. SG3. (laughs) <laughs> alright guys well thank you for, for listening to us and rambling and my I completely apologize for the rant I went off on yesterday it was I expected on me but man um, I had to mm-hmm. um, the other thing I had to say is also once again te quiero Diego rest in paradise to you and your family my thoughts and condolences to Flor Silvestre my thoughts and condolences go out to you and your family as well <clears throat> to uh, Snapchat's gonna be coming soon. I'm gonna be, you know, running it, so we'll see. You know, I'll be popping in there here and there. Uh, I want to say once again, though, thank you for everybody who's listened to us. Keep keep liking, keep subscribing. We appreciate every single thing that you guys have followed us on. We really, really appreciate it. For sure. Uh, direct the whisper, RJ, take it away, man. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I want to thank uh, Eliana the same for being on our show the last time. Uh, she did a good job. Love the show. Um, I want to also thank Rain when he was on our show in Paris uh, for being on it too. 
Uh, we have more guests coming on soon, but prepare for that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I want to thank all the rejects who have been listening to us for quite some time now. Everybody who has been joining our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our Twitter page, our TikTok is coming up soon also. Yeah. So I want to thank everybody who has been around for all of this. Um, as you. always, I am Director RJ. Uh, the team is, as you know, as you see, the Zach Attack and uh, the other guy. And I just want to thank you guys for it. Uh, as always, 20 kid, that's a wrap.